0: Welcome again, everyone, to Revenge of the Pod. Bienvenidos todos. Uh, my name is Luigi. I am your host, and my co-host is Jason. What's up, guys? All right, we're going to jump right into it, guys. Glad to have you guys for another week. Hope you're interested in what we've got to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, just some of the regular introductions. Jason's going to update you guys on... Uh, March Madness, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Halo show and some of the other stuff we've been watching, then we're going to go into our deep dive this week, which is, um, uh, did your childhood dreams come true? All right, so let's get it started off with my apologies, everyone. I'm going to apologize. Uh, it was brought to my attention very clearly um, by an avid listener. Uh, of which we have many, many tens and tens, as uh, I will borrow from Jermaine's podcast. Tens and tens. Tens and tens of listeners. Yeah. Um, Let me know that Belfast is actually, uh, I was corrected that it was Irish in the pod, but it was after World War II, um, between the 60s and I think they mentioned the 80s, in which there were two factions trying to decide whether or not they were going to stay independent or, or they were going to become independent from Britain, become a part of greater Ireland, or um, stay as they were. So that is a clear mistake on my part. Thank you for the fix. And then other than that, I think I mentioned gravity. I kept calling it uh, different satellite gravity thing yeah, you're yeah. calling a satellite. I, I honestly <laughs> had no idea what you were talking about.
1: I was just like, Yeah, all right, keep going, Luigi. All right, you got this. Yeah, no, yeah, I got you. Uh, Sandra Bullock satellite. Got
0: it. You know, she's freaking out. Yo, Gabby could not watch that movie. She was like, I'm not interested in that at all. Uh, it gave me anxiety, too. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a pretty anxiety inducing movie. Yeah, uh, she gets like that with uh, the Jurassic Park movies, too.
1: What? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: if you if you watch those, they are pretty anxiety-inducing. But I love it. I love that. All right. Next up is, uh, I wanted to apologize to everybody. I was sick. I'm still kind of getting over it. Got a cough. These Texas allergies ain't no joke. Ain't no joke. Uh, so still kind of dealing with that. But feeling better, sounding better. And I wanted to shout out the new vinyl that I got this week. Gabby's going to kill me. Uh, she already knows I got it, but she's like, "Dude, stop buying vinyls. That is not a cheap hobby." I'm like, "Yes, I know." Do. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a great hobby though. It is a great, <laughs> it is a great hobby. Don't as, let anyone tell you otherwise. As both you and I love it, um, I do I do drop at least twenty bucks, upwards of like forty to fifty bucks on a single vinyl every time I buy those. So I can see where she's a little a little annoyed. She just straight out told me, she was like, well, we're going to spend all the money we want on Katya's birthday. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's fine. I'm like, oh, my said. only option here, though, is like, or my only caveat is that if we get her a toy, we got to get rid of some of the toys she's got because there's literally no space. There's no space for toys. So I'm like, let's just, let's just figure out where this is going to go first. You know, if you try to get her a slide, our, our backyard is inclined. We can't really get her a slide. All right. So we yeah, gotta man, figure like, out hey, how let me so know what,
1: what she's into so I can uh send you know send something in the mail, you know? Oh, a little sure. gift from uh Theo Jason, you know? Uh
0: Theo J Yeah, yeah, she's always yeah. trying to talk to you on the Xbox too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that was uh my new vinyl is actually a very old vinyl. Uh, came out when shoot, you were in seventh grade, I was in eighth grade. Um it was Nine Inch Nails with Teeth, dude. I was obsessed with that. I'm still obsessed with that I'll listen to it on repeat. Uh, I'm gonna drop a song on there at the dude, end. That, of that's a good band. Days. That's a good band. Yeah, I was... no, uh,
1: I, I like them a lot better than 10 Inch
0: Nails. That's for sure. I knew, knew you were gonna drop the joke. I knew it. I was like, <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. And I've been that. saying it all week, so I had to bring it up. Just... <laughs> Have you heard that? Ten it's Inch a bad Nails, joke. Though? I know it's like a bad joke.
1: It's a bad one, but like, I, I had to drop it there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> No, it, it has did. to. Be I'm sorry there. if it didn't land. My bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it landed. I I, I got a chuckle. Uh, Discovery and HBO have, uh, well, not HBO, but Warner Media in general have uh, agreed to a deal to merge. I think it's a 43 billion dollar uh, deal, and Warner Media retains its debt because they used to be owned by AT and T. Now this is older news, but the reason I'm bringing it up. Uh, is that Discovery and HBO Max will become a single app. So those of you who are, like, people who watch either one or both of those apps, uh, sometime at the end of next year, you're going to expect to see both of those merge, which I think, honestly, is a really good, it's a really good, um, it's a good deal for both sides, because Discovery has all that, like, Reality TV, anything from like cooking shows to actual reality TV shows. Uh, I think they're the ones that have uh, that Waco couple that redo homes. So they do got they have a lot of shows about home renovations, things like that. Which HBO Max, like that, might not be the thing that I watch all the time, but that is a huge audience of people. So HBO Max was terribly lacking in that. I think both sides are going to win on that end. But uh, really. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, HBO Max was probably, before
1: this merger, is honestly one of my favorite apps uh, to use just for the shows. But I think re- having reality stuff, it'd be good for, like, you know, the wives, the girlfriends. So,
0: yeah, no, it's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Anybody that likes that reality TV, because you know what it is about it? Again, we've mentioned this before. It's like that, that – that, <laughs> without a better return for it, that mindless TV where you don't have to watch the whole time. Like you can come yeah, back. It's fun. Yeah. 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 You can do it while you're cooking and cleaning and you can come back to it and be like, oh man, what just happened? And then you see what's going on right then and there. You don't miss this huge plot line from the story as if you're watching a, a usual HBO show or a Netflix show or anything like that. True so that. It, it'll be good for him. I think it's a good call. Um, just letting everybody know, Biden did mention that there are going to be food shortages. So stock up on the, the, the pantry items you guys got just in case you're like having, you're feeling the, the intensity of that food shortage. Uh, food starts getting to be real expensive or you just can't find the stuff you're looking for. Stock up now, guys. Um, it sounds like we might be in for it for a little while while Russia and Ukraine are figuring their stuff out. Uh, Jason, what you got for me? What you got for um, me? This? Well, yeah, we're recording today on uh,
1: Sunday, the twenty seventh. Uh, I know last week we recorded before my birthday, so I kind of just want to go over how my uh, weekend went. It was great. Um, I got, I got a, I got some vinyls too. Uh, shout out to my cousin Junior. He got me a vinyl uh, by the uh, Tame Impala, his uh, album Currents. Um, shout out my, so shout out to him. I love that album. Thank you so much. Uh, he's junior, uh, my cousin junior, but his name's Vic, uh, A.K.A. Uh, Big Dick Vic. So shout out, shout out <laughs> to that. He, that's actually his uh, his uh, gamer tag on Xbox. So if you guys want to add him on there, it's a uh, Big Dick Vic. All right, guys. <laughs> um, and also, uh, yeah, just um, some. That was one of the gifts that I, one of the many gifts that I got. My parents actually got me a um, Kobe jersey from. It is a vintage jersey from the. Uh, they're 2004-2005 uh, uh, special edition jerseys. Um, obviously, you guys know Kobe jerseys right now that are out on sale are pretty expensive, so I was I was extremely happy getting that gift from them. So, uh, shout out to my parents. Love you guys. Uh, and also, uh, my girlfriend Jamie, she got me, surprised me with uh, concert tickets to the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, in San Diego coming in July. They're on my bucket list to see. I've never seen them live. I've seen a lot of people live uh artists live and they've been on my bucket list so i was not gonna lie i I teared up i might have been a little intoxicated but it still meant a lot it still meant the world to me so yeah shout out shout out jamie for that Uh, i'm so excited to see that so um and and you mentioned you've
0: seen them right so i and you said i've seen them twice they're fantastic dude i mean it's just energy from one end of the show to the to the very end Flea wow. does an amazing job. Uh, Anthony Kiedis, he, I mean, you just hear, it, it's fantastic. It sounds like you're listening to the albums, except yeah, with so. a little more energy and there's a bunch of people around you singing along, so it's great. And it will be in San Diego, so
1: we'll be in California, you know, so they got the Cali vibes going on. I'll get to see a couple of my friends out there. Um, California, men- yeah, as I mentioned before, that's a, a city that I love and I think that you should go uh, vacation at. I don't know if you found your vacation spot yet, but
0: we're um, still deciding um <laughs> i mean it's not gonna be san diego sorry
1: because i just feel right. <laughs> like
0: i feel like if i ever go to san diego it's probably gonna be with you guys because you guys go to so much so i'm like ah, i'll pick somewhere else
1: well yeah uh so yeah that was just like my birthday event so i just it was very special thank, thank you guys everyone that just made it a special day so shout out to all you guys um so, yeah, I just want to move on to sports, uh, my sports segments for a little bit. Just want to give you guys some updates. Uh, let's hop into the NFL. Um, kind of one of the biggest news that happened earlier this week was Tyreek Hill, wide receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, got <laughs> traded to the Miami Dolphins. Crazy. That, this NFL offseason has been fucking insane, uh, to say the least. Uh, this guy, he got uh, guaranteed for four years $120 million, $72 million guaranteed. That is insane. Wow. So making him the highest paid wide receiver in, in the league. Um, he got traded for five picks total. Uh, so Kansas City is getting five picks total. Uh, a first, a second, and a fourth round pick in 2022. Uh, fourth and sixth rounder in 2023. Which personally picks. makes me happy, Luigi. You know why? Because Kansas City is in my division. As you know, I'm a Broncos fan. Uh, so get him the fuck out of our division because he kept – you know, I, I don't know if you guys watch football or you know who Tyreek Hill is. Every time he scores a touchdown, he's one of the fastest wide receivers in the league. And right when he's about to score a touchdown, he throws a little peace sign. Because he's he's that fast, guys. He's that fast. So get him out he's of my division. <laughs> so, he's uh, the fastest
0: guy I've ever seen, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what Kansas City was thinking. They did get a lot of picks. So uh, when the NFL draft comes, you just I'm sure they'll be fucking – trying to draft a wide receiver or trying to make some moves in this offseason season still um, while everything's still going on. Uh, but yeah, that's NFL news. Uh, and then uh, obviously March, uh, my, my favorite month of the year, obviously because of my birthday, but only also because of March Madness. Uh, as you know, we've been speaking this past two weeks, uh, March Madness is still going on uh, the NCAA tournament for basketball and Luigi. Our team, our Cinderella story, like I told you guys <laughs> last week, the Cinderella story is stays alive, guys. Uh, they made it to the Elite Eight, so the final eight teams in the tournament out of 64, guys. First team in NCAA history, uh, a number 15 seed makes it to the Elite Eight. Elite eight. And they will play today against uh, North Carolina uh, to see who makes it to the final four. North Carolina is actually um, my buddy's uh, team, Eric. So shout out to Eric. I'm kind of torn. I don't know who to go for. I'm slightly going to St. Peter's because I, I want that Cinderella Cinderella story to stay alive. So we'll see, and I'm sure we'll have an update for you guys later on that. Sadly, my uh, Texas Longhorns lost in the second round. Um, I'm bummed, but I, I'm I'm excited. I, I didn't make him. I didn't uh, expect them to make it past the first round. So I'm, so hopefully next year we'll uh, keep, uh, keep it growing. Um, Texas Tech lost in the third round to Duke. Sorry, Ryan. Shout out. Uh, sorry to all my Texas Tech fans. So sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Cole. Uh, but um, a little known fact, uh, Coach K, uh, now uh, he's uh, the coach for uh, Duke, uh, now has the most Final Four appearances in NCAA history, uh, making it 13 total. Uh, so in his and just kind of a, just a little math for you guys. He's been coaching for 47 years and he's made uh, the NCAA uh, tournament uh, in the Final Four teams. 13 total times, passing uh, the great John Wooden uh, back in the day. Uh, he used to coach for UCLA. Um, he was a great coach. But, uh, yeah, uh, and they, they play next week. So we'll, we'll see if uh, Coach K carries on the legacy. It's his final year of coaching, and uh, let's see if he can come out on top. Um, and, yeah, that's really all I have for I'm Marge going. I'm going top.
0: for St. Peter's and Duke, man. <laughs> Not going to lie. I've always liked Coach K because he's the Olympic coach, too. Um, yeah he and coached dude, the I mean, team. yeah, and St. Peter's I mean, come on of course I'm going to go for a Cinderella story do I watch college ball no but I know who I'm going for um, but yeah <laughs> alright let's move on let's get into our up and coming I've just got one thing um, so there's an update I don't know uh, if our fans have heard but there is going to be a Netflix show by, made by Tim Burton about Wednesday Adams from the Adams family now, the person who is playing Wednesday Adams, I do not know. But what I do know is that Christina Ricci, the original Wednesday Adams from the film. I know not I the original. That. Those of you guys talking the 60s show, just leave me alone. Anyway, my original is Christina Ricci from the movies in the early 90s. She's going to come out in the show. She's just not going to be Wednesday Adams. Uh, but that show is in development at Netflix. So you're going to see, if you like to that style of Adam's family, you're going to see a little more. She's going to be solving crimes. So I'm interested in just seeing what that's going to turn into. That's dope. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, up and coming for me. Uh, I'm going to a selection concert this uh, coming uh, Friday. Uh, those, those of you guys who don't know who selection is, they started off in the SoundCloud days. It was a group of uh, guys, DJs that Pretty much all they wanted to do was get together and uh, show new music to uh, the world out there. They expanded and now have a radio show on on, um, on Apple Music, which is awesome. Check it out. They, they, it, it, they do a live show pretty much every Friday and just introduce new music. Uh, and it's fun. It's nice and groovy. It's very uplifting. And they always have a new host every week. So I'm very excited to see them this week. It's only $25 to go see them at Walters Warehouse in Phoenix. So, if you guys are in the Phoenix area, I'll see you there and uh, go check it out. And, um, Luigi, I know we, uh, before we started this podcast, we wanted to do a, a late hot take. And <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty much what that means, guys. We want to, uh, shows that we, or movies that we haven't seen, that we just recently seen, and just have a, a late hot take on it. Just And uh, the ma- uh, the movie Maverick is coming out, uh, it's a, pre- a sequel to the movie Top Gun that came out in the late 80s with uh, Tom Cruise. And I just wanna give my opinion on it. I enjoyed the movie, I really did. I enjoyed the action flight scenes, I, that part was dope. What I, I was not a fan of the love interest part though. Uh, it felt too um, toxic masculinity, masculinity uh, to me. Uh, you know, he's just that suave guy. Like, I don't know how she got into him because he felt like too, too suave, too into himself. I, I don't I don't know. It just it was just kind of a turn off for me. Um So he
0: was real self-centered.
1: Really self-centered. Yeah, and 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 it Am I supposed to believe that the girl was really going to be into that? Like the guy was just super self-centered, super into himself.
0: He's like, like really... I'm so
1: great. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and, and you know what I really like? I really like the volleyball scene, right? The iconic volleyball scene, but it you know, they were just doing that so they can show off their abs. You know, classic 80s movie thing, right? Yeah, of course. Um but it was good overall. I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad I watched it. I'm excited to see the the sequel now. Um,
0: to give would my you, take on it,
1: would you recommend it? Because I also have not seen it. Would I recommend it? Um, dude, I'm I'm fifty fifty on it. To be honest. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I would. Uh, it, you know, just uh, you know, if you have nothing else to do. Uh, like I said, the the action it, parts were cool. Is it one uh, of those
0: where you're like? You should watch it, but you don't have to watch it more than once. Yes. Okay. You're right on the money on that. Yep. All right. All right. I could, I could deal with that. I might watch it before Maverick comes out. I know it's coming out soon, right? Yeah. I can't remember uh, when it's coming
1: out, but it's definitely coming out this year. So that's why I wanted to do – I wanted to watch it, give a
0: little bit of late hot take on it. So, So yeah, we'll we'll see. And just to let you guys know – Um, Maverick does come out uh, this year May 27th is when it's going to come out uh, This year, 2022 It was supposed to come out, I think, last year The year before Uh, Just kept getting delayed because of COVID Surprise, surprise
1: And now we're going to hop into some TV land Just shows that we've been watching throughout this week Or stuff that's coming out Uh, As I mentioned before uh, In our previous episodes, Atlanta uh, Season 3 just came out earlier this week On Thursday I think there's three episodes now. I've had a chance to watch one episode, but I had to watch it twice because it was that good. And also I feel like they're breaking down to what's to come. None of the main characters came out in the first episode. It was crazy. Uh, But it reminded me of season two, episode one of Atlanta, where they kind of, I don't know, the episode was about just a metaphor of what was to come. And I feel like the same thing is happening in episode one great directing uh great editing great great acting uh by by this this young gentleman uh it was just pretty much what it was about it was about the struggles of uh, of a young kid going into foster care it was really amazing it blew my mind but i had to re-watch it because i missed a lot of things i don't want to give too many spoilers away but i highly recommend this show guys it's so great um That's all I'll say about it. Uh, I'll I'll keep you guys updated. It's just my early review on it, but it's uh, it's been a long time coming. The the show, season two, I think came out about two, three years ago. I can't remember. It was delayed, obviously, because of COVID. Surprise, surprise. Um, But I'm so glad this is back. Um, Also, what happened earlier this week, uh, as you guys know, we saw the Batman. We reviewed this uh, movie uh, on our first episode. Uh, and a deleted scene came out earlier this week with the Joker. Uh what'd you think about that scene? Dude, Luigi?
0: I so I'm a little torn. I'm not saying I don't like him before people jump off. Yeah, okay, especially those crazy DC fans. Yeah. Um, but I will say I'm I'm a little torn because I like it, but I also feel like they're kind of putting Joker into a certain style over and over and over again. And I get it that like he's he's a madman, right? That's that's the whole point. But what what I'm seeing is, like, after Heath Ledger, it's all very much, like, heavy mental illness type of madman, which I'm fine with. I am fine with it. But I do miss the portrayal that you see more so with, like, the animated series and Jack Nicholson, where, yes, he is definitely, like, there's something wrong with him upstairs, but he is, like, also a very coherent and... <laughs> um, what would be the word? Uh, charismatic uh, guy to yeah. be around who just like takes control of every situation. And he's becoming more and more just like an unhinged serial t- killer type is from what I saw in that, um, in that little scene, that deleted scene, he very much just feels like a serial killer. And I know that's what Matt Reeves was going for. Cause he's a huge fan of David Fincher, right? And it felt a lot like the show mind Hunter on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a David Fincher project. <laughs> very dark it's about uh, serial killers and how the fbi started uh categorizing them and it felt a lot like that and his character reminded me of so to this moment i still don't know what exactly it reminds me of but the way he speaks <laughs> it's got like uh it reminds me of a character i just can't put my finger on it so i'm like i'm into it because i still like that style but i feel like at some point it's gonna get a bit played out and i'd like to see them do something else with joker um Surprisingly enough, I I hated the take on Jared Leto, but surprisingly enough, they were trying to make him more of that gangster, um, very much in control of everyone in every situation because of who he was. Um, But we'll see what they do with this one. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it is kind of hard just because of what Heath Ledger did with the role. So I think these actors that are portraying the character want to make sure that they live up to it. Um, and I, I thought personally the the actor playing Joker in this deleted scene was a uh, Barry Keoghan. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, he's the Irish actor. He came out in Dunkirk and Eternals. He played Druig in Eternals, uh, the the t- the guy with the telepathic powers. That's right. Uh, the one that controls right. people's mind. Uh, so he played the character. He was he he was not recognizable. All the scars in that scene. Yeah. I thought he I thought he did a great job. But no, you. I feel like you are right. We there's again but I, I think they're just trying to live up to what the joker can be and especially matt matt Reese's universe right in his batman universe it's really dark so i think he portrayed the character really really well um but i i, I see where you're coming from and you, you're kind of right I, well not kind of i, I think you're right but I also are you you know i don't know i i don't think there's a there's a wrong way. If you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, that's fine too. But I liked it personally, especially in this Batman universe. That was just my personal opinion on it. I liked it. What are they going to do? I do want a sequel to this movie because I think Robert Pattinson by far is the best Batman in my eyes as, as the actor. Not the best Bruce Wayne, Ooh, but shots definitely the best Batman. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree, man, just because he's an actual detective. And the other ones, they do detective shit, but you're like, I don't see it.
1: I don't yeah, no, it. yeah.
0: And this one, they like more detective stuff. Like, he was figuring stuff out. Like,
1: yeah. And that's what we want in Batman. That's what I want in Batman, at least. I want yeah. him to see how good of a detective he is, right? Because in the comics, right, he's the best detective in, in
0: you know, best detective out there. So
1: I've I seen that.
0: To feed off what you said about uh, the portrayal, I mean, it, honestly, for Reeves' version, I don't see... I don't see it going any other way than the way he looked in that film because it just fits the universe. I was just hoping to see a little bit of a a more charismatic like just jumping into the scene kind of Joker and I'm sure we might in the next one but by the way his face looks he's going to scare people the second he comes out on the screen. So we'll see how that goes. Right. Uh, What I'm I'm low-key
1: hoping for is having a sequel, but also a trilogy. The sequel having the Joker in it, but also introducing a Robin. And then
0: in the trilogy, the Red Death and the Family. Oh, you get You see what I'm going at? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that would have to go fast, though, because this is supposed to be a year two. By the yeah. time he gets to the Robin that dies, a lot of stuff happens. I'll have to skip a lot of story. And yeah, Batman know, will have to get a lot older.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, the movie was. Three
0: hours long, they can. I feel like they can make this next one. They can make that work. (laughs) I mean, who knows? What if Robert Pattinson's like, Yeah, I'll do like four or five or six, even if they do like six films like this film? I could totally see them doing it in a fourth or fifth, where they do Death in the Family and then end the saga with Red Hood. That would be something I'd be into it. Um, but yeah, all right. So, what we got next is. The Halo series came out. Now, if you don't know us, we are big, big Halo video game fans. I mean, we play it. We on, play very almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yes, <laughs> uh, almost every single day we play a little bit of Halo here and there.
1: Well, um, you know, we've been Halo fans since the first Halo came out, and we've, we've been playing ever since.
0: I actually have a Gabby's family to indirectly uh, – Uh, thank for that because one day I went to their house when I was like 12 right Uh, to go to go hang out with Gabby and her sisters but they weren't there and so her uncle was like here I got I got an Xbox you want to play this game Halo and I was like "Uh, I don't know what that is but sure he puts me on dude for the next four fucking hours I'm just playing Halo all night while while my mom's having fun at the party at their house I'm just like in a room playing Halo in the dark just like yes (laughs) <laughs> keep it going
1: <laughs> bro i want to say it was either jermaine or my cousin danny that put me onto halo and uh, dude ever since then man i was i was hooked and uh, you know that, that was like the first when um they started implementing xbox live and you can play with your friends online and and it just changed
0: the game man i just it really did that's honestly what makes it so damn good like the story's cool and they made it a lot more interesting in this new game but honestly it's it's that multiplayer dude but anyway what'd you think of the show man what'd you think of the episode first episode drop yeah it's on paramount plus guys uh go watch it i
1: highly recommend it honestly when i going into it i was not expecting anything out of it i was like oh my god here's here's a video game show like this shit's gonna tank
0: but am i gonna watch it yes because i'm a halo
1: fan i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking watch it and holy shit it blew (laughs) it blew my mind uh i was not expecting any gore out of it it was the way they showed the elites and the covenant the aliens right the that are against fighting against the humans Mm -hmm. the cgi right was you know it wasn't bad right it's a tv show whatever but it was still pretty good um again the gore was awesome the first literally the first 10 minutes of that show it was great uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see the second episode and the way they're going with it, right? With the, the government, the UNCS, right? Am I saying UNS- that right? UNSC. Yeah, UNSC, right. <laughs> Sorry, thank you. Um, they're a little corrupt and like, hey, what's what's really going on in this? What are they doing to the Spartans? What are they doing to Master Chief, the main character, right? That's And how are they controlling
0: then, uh, their worlds too? You, you yeah. Think that and, well, they're clearly a, an empire type of group. Yeah, and they're being uh, controlled
1: mentally. Like, it, it's crazy. But what I also loved about it, too, was during the action scenes, it cuts to first person. And you can see... So if you guys play Halo, you can see it looks like you're playing the video game while you're watching some. It cuts to some of the scenes, and you can see like him killing the Spartans or the, 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 the Covenant. Elites. The yeah. Elites. Oh, dude, that, that part was cool. I, I, I geeked out there for a second. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it shows uh, and the I... <laughs> life bar. It, shows,
0: it, it even shows their, their shield. The regeneration, shield's regenerating. And it makes sounds... that sound. Yeah, it makes all it sounds just game, like you play the all game. The guns. Oh, it's so awesome. Yes, yeah, dude. definitely yeah. geeked out as a fan there.
1: Uh, well, Luigi and I, uh, uh, we watched it together. It was like, hey, let's let's start watching shows together live and see our reactions to it reactions and uh, we were both in the same boat on that one um so it's, it's really fun guys even if you're not a halo fan uh if, if, if you like action I, I i recommend that show it's it's pretty good and i'm excited to see it uh for the next the next weeks or so so
0: yeah i hate being the negative one and i like oh, right. <laughs> i will say that the episode starts off a little shallow so if you're hoping for a lot of character development and you're hoping for a lot of like deep story right off the bat it's not there yet um it's doing a lot of world building and it's asking a lot of questions that i think it wants you to think about for the next few episodes uh and shout out to pablo schrieber um i will say spoiler alert spoiler alert if you don't want to hear this uh go up ahead but he does take off the the helmet and i loved it i loved it i didn't I always wanted to see what Master Chief looked like in the games. Both me like and Jason were like, "God, we were hoping he'd be Hispanic," and I thought he was, but he's not. He's Canadian. I don't know Papa dude, was full on Canadian. Yeah, dude, I didn't like it. I not not the fact that he took off his
1: helmet, but they he took it off in the first episode.
0: I wanted to take yeah, him off in the in
1: a later episode. You know what I mean?
0: I was I was very much like he's got to do it within the first three. So yeah. I, I was happy. I would have preferred it be in the second episode or maybe the beginning of the third, but yeah, yeah I really hear cool. you waiting or a little at, bit. We're at the
1: end is. of the second, like right at the end, right? Like he takes it off and, mm-hmm.
0: and then goes credits. And it's and interesting like, oh. that, that the show starts off on a, a planet. Uh, what's the planet called, Jason? I don't remember, dude.
1: Oh, you're making remember. the joke. Oh, <laughs> God
0: dang. Oh, it's what, Planet it? Madrigal. Uh, oh, it was Jason Planet Madrigal. Jason kept saying it yeah. was Casa Madrigal. Planet. but uh Man, whole... yeah dude <laughs> god I set you up and you ruined it dude my bad, um, my, bad. My, bad. my bad but yeah so it's like a, a rebel planet that doesn't want to be a part of the UNSC program uh or whatever empire that earth now has on different planets and the spartans sound like they've also like just killed rebel units they're not just against the covenant as in the game like they were made to fight the covenant in the game Uh, I could be wrong because there's like a miniseries there's also like a a miniseries that came out on Xbox when 5 came out about their training and I think you know I could be wrong it could be that is when the the covenant first attacked because like they attack the academy in which the Spartans are at before they become Spartans Um, so I thought that Spartans uh, were made for the Covenant, but they might have been made for those Rebel units and turned out to go against the uh, Covenant. But in this one, they've already been put out in different locations across the galaxy, taken out um, unsavories, according to this uh, empire that the UNSC has created. So I'm interested to see what they're doing.
1: Uh, Master Chief
0: has already gone rogue after the first episode. He's taken this uh, girl that was the only survivor on that planet or at least of her group on that planet with him. And they're going to figure out what this new item artifact that they got was. Yeah. And he was ordered to kill her. Yeah. Um, And he
1: came to his senses and started like realizing some of the memories that he had as a child. So they definitely took these kids early at an age and wiped their memories and just made them into soldiers. Mm -hmm. And he touched this artifact and it just, mate brought brought back those memories and he's like, oh shit, am I doing it? Is what I'm doing right? So he decides not to kill this girl and then that's how the show ends. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna
0: figure this out. So and I like oh, man, yeah. the other Spartans look fucking cool dude. They look cool too. The Sniper girl dude yeah, the She's a badass, girl looks cool man. She looks yeah. cool. Yeah. But all right. So check that out guys. <laughs> um it, it looks cool. The Sorry, graphics are solid yeah, we did a little bit, but it's fine. Um, the the graphics are really solid. Um, yes, it's not like the best, but it's not bad. It's still film quality. Um, and if you're a Halo fan, obviously you're going to enjoy it somewhat. The story is a bit shallow so far, but I'm going to give it a chance and see where it goes. Uh, the next one for, for both me and Jason is Bel Air. Bel Air, man. Oh my God, Bel Air. The reboot. The reboot, dude. So listen, we talked to you guys about this in one of the other episodes, but my thing, Jason, holy crap. They, they came up with stories that are connected to some of the best storylines they had in the show. But what they're doing with it is they're taking it and making it more serious, which I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it. I'm fine. And they stay true to the characters. Like Aunt Viv is still an extremely caring individual who's independent, but also puts her family first all the time. Just like the mom, you know what I mean? Hillary is also a strong woman. Uh, They make her a lot less dumb. She's not dumb in this one. Um, She's a bit materialistic. Trying to figure herself out. Yeah, Yeah, she's a bit materialistic, but it doesn't take away from her being a good person. Because I I don't know about you, but in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, what I loved about it was that there was always this underlying theme of like, be a good person, do the right thing, and take care of your family. You know what I mean? No matter what, like that was the main theme of the episode like take care of people don't forget who you are and that doesn't go away in this show like you still feel that you still feel every character's uh cornerstone um characteristics like will still has swagger he's cool he's fun uh you love to watch him on the screen just like you did in the original so i love that dude yeah well and you started watching it this week right and you just got hooked yeah i I just started binging i'm halfway through (laughs) episode eight I still need that. And then the season finale. So I'm gonna see what I saw the season finale. It was great. Um, I don't want to spoil it for
1: Luigi guys, so I won't say much, but it was awesome. Uh, Right after season, um, the the season finale, uh, my girlfriend and I, we watched, uh, probably one of the best episodes, right. With, uh, uh, Will and his father, um, made me cry again. made her cry. (laughs) um, Great episode, but like I feel like they they stay true to a lot of the episodes in the previous Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But they again, like you said, they make it more dramatic, which is great. Uh, I loved it. I'm excited for season two. I can't do you need to tell me about it?
0: Maybe we'll talk about it next week, see how how you felt about the, the season finale of it. Yeah, I'll check it out, too because I've been hooked. I mean, from the first episode, and it makes more sense why he went to Bel Air, too. You're like, oh, this and it plays into the whole story of the show carlton yeah, right. carlton's a little bitch like uh, god, just want to punch just him him a little face. Just want to punch <laughs> him. you grow to like him you do at least from where i'm at i don't know what happens in the last few episodes but you grow to like him but man at first you're like god i just want <clears throat> to beat your oh, ass dude <laughs> well yeah we'll see see um
1: a lot of, i've been seeing people review uh, some people just commenting on uh, carlton that they don't like him like, they think he's a punk, blah, blah. I was like, why you make Carlton like this? I was like, well, if you guys remember early on in the season, they, seasons, didn't, get Will, along at the they beginning. didn't get along. <laughs> exactly. And then they became best of friends. They were like brothers. So I feel like that's what they're going to try and do later on in the seasons. And I'm like, hey guys, just give Carlton a chance. We're supposed to hate him right now, but I feel like he's going to turn and we're going to end up liking him and he's going to be Will's probably best friend as a, like a brother. So that that's what I'm excited for. Also, my girlfriend did guess the ending of the season finale. Um, as I mentioned in my last pod, I, I like to try and guess what's going to happen. And, she guessed uh, she, it
0: this she, time.
1: She got me on this one. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I was, I was a little impressed, you know, because uh, she <laughs> hates when I do that. But me, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see you, you know? Uh, so that, I thought that was really cool. So that means she's invested too. And uh, it, it's fun when you're, you're both invested into a show together. it you know, uh, again so we hope you guys get invested into it too so that's why we're bringing this up hey guys we just wanted to give you a quick update i know we recorded early sunday morning um but a lot of things happened uh a little bit of march madness updates and also the oscar updates they were tonight but considering everything that happened we just wanted to give you guys an update we didn't want to wait a whole week uh so this is just a little quick update um uh, sorry if- that's why our pod didn't come out on Monday, but it will be uh, ready for you guys uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. So, um, yeah, just want to get right into it. Uh, March Madness, uh, our Cinderella story, guys, they, they lost.
0: They ended up losing to, to North Carolina, unfortunately. So, hey, quick, quick question, Jay. Uh, yeah. I have an avid listener that says they want to know the drama of the basketball. So was there any drama that happened with the uh, Elite Eight? So, yeah, so the St. So
1: Peter's ended up losing, advancing North Carolina to the Final Four. Um, North Carolina is going to play Duke uh, in the Final Four. And the winner of that will go to the championship round. But for those of you guys who don't know, North Carolina and Duke absolutely fucking hate each other. And it's going to be – it's one of the greatest rivalries in college basketball. It's probably mm-hmm. the greatest ra- rivalry. And again, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, Coach K, this is his last year of coaching. So will he make it to the championship? Will he go out as a winner, like an all-time great? Who knows? But tune in, guys, for this weekend. It's going to be a, It's gonna be another doozy. It's going to be wild. It's going to be intense. Uh, these colleges, when I tell you guys do not like each other, they do not like each other. So go do. Be- Sorry, Eric. It's gonna be very fun. Oh no, man! Fuck you. Uh, let's go. I'm, I'm going for North Carolina. So
0: get yourself too, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> uh, so
1: yeah, that that was the update on the, the March Madness. But also, we wanted to just give you guys. I know we uh, kind of broke down the Oscars uh, in our last podcast, but also we just kind of want to just announce the winners that we spoke of, and uh, one being uh, for best animated film was Encanto. So we were right, guys. Encanto won.
0: Encanto. Encanto. Um,
1: what else? Uh, we had the uh, best visual effects. I believe that was Dune. Dune actually swept away with a lot of stuff like cinematography, film Sounds editing. Sounds like a lot of
0: the technical stuff, right?
1: But a lot of technical stuff, yeah. So they shout out to them. Uh, Cruella won best costume design. I thought that was pretty cool. I love that movie. If you guys haven't seen Cruella, it's actually low-key a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it.
0: Um, We're been both a lot Stone of fans too, so... <laughs>
1: uh so uh what else uh we have let's see here oh best Best. supporting actor uh Mm -hmm. troy uh uh from coda he's actually deaf i believe and yeah well he gave his speech and he did the sign language so he won best supporting actor for that i'm really excited to see that movie i saw more awards to it and kind of just like skits uh uh, little skits of the movie so uh that's on my to to watch list i don't know if you've seen it yet luigi
0: no, it is on mine and Gabby's watch list. Though we both saw the preview before it came out, and we we're like, "That looks great. We're gonna watch it." Did we? No, but we're going to. <laughs> yeah, especially after
1: the Oscars, we're like, "All right, let's let's watch this stuff."
0: We've uh, been best... saying we're gonna watch Nightmare Alley for a while too. Have we done it uh, yet? On my list as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got a uh, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Uh, she won. Uh, she did a I good she... job. That's uh, that's what you <laughs> were telling me earlier. Great. What? That's all my Oscar
0: for it, right? So, I think I'm watching that on Wednesday this week. So, I'll I'll keep you updated on how I feel about that movie. So, Um, I watched West Side Story for the first time like any version of it for the first time, like a day ago. And I get it now, there's so many cultural references to that movie. I had no idea, I really had no idea. You mentioned that earlier, uh, on Sunday, I think. Yeah, and Gabby was like, You're Puerto Rican and you've never seen West Side Story. I was like, Man, chill out, all right. <laughs> you yeah, don't so, know me,
1: so shout out to her. Um, best original song. Um, it was not Dos Arruguitas by Lynn Manuel, unfortunately, guys, but it was Billie Eilish, uh, with the best original song for No Time to Die. So, shout out to her. Got an Oscar, she's nominated for Grammys. She's killing it. I think I, I don't know how she, she's like 20 years old now.
0: Yeah, this Young is age. her year right now, dude. She's killing on top it. of the
1: world. She also has a show on Disney Plus for like a concert. Um, somewhat, a, a couple of people that I know watched it and they say it's phenomenal. Um, so and so I, I and also I had a couple of friends have, have seen her live perform and they say they highly recommend go seeing her if you have a chance to. So, so yeah, she's killing it. This is her year, the past couple of years.
0: Congrats, um, Billy.
1: Moving on to best actress uh Jessica Chastain
0: uh the from the Eyes of Eyes Tammy Faye the Evangelist the two crazy evangelists her and her husband can't wait to see the story i hear it's a crazy because it's a real life story this actually happened so dude i didn't I really recognize her it.
1: when i was watching like the little skits from her right for when they, they show little videos of them acting. Yeah. Looks she just looks unrecognizable with all the makeup. So good job on the makeup team with that. And and she Andrew looks...
0: Garfield looks like a creep too, just a little creeper. Oh really?
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I not mean, uh, he plays her husband that. in that movie. Um and uh, for best picture, uh, we got Coda. It was a shocker. Um, I I, I was not planning on watching the uh, the Oscars guys, but when they announced this one, everyone looked in shock when even the people, all the everyone that uh, worked on Coda, they went straight to their face, and they were absolutely shocked. Um, I didn't know, you know. Obviously, I have never seen this movie, but they they looked extremely happy, and they're like, oh my god, we we, we accomplished. and what they accomplished is is huge, right? With uh, the yeah. whole Dev's story and everything like that. I don't know the story too well, but that's again on my on my on my watch list. So, so from what I'm
0: seeing is she is the daughter. Uh, she that that actress also came out in a Netflix show called Lock and Key. She uh, she's the daughter of uh, deaf adults, right? It's children of deaf adults. Shout out to another listener who told me about that. children <laughs> of deaf adults, right and she um she wants to she ends up joining a choir, I think it is um and she's she's like really good at singing, and so it's kind of the story of like how she's trying to pursue this dream but also like be a part of her family and that's that's just very little that I saw. It looked like it had a lot of heart to the story, and I was—I was invested off the commercial. I was like, "I want to see this," so yeah, definitely so excited.
1: Definitely on my watch list now. I'm excited to see that. Hopefully by the end of this week. Uh, and I did uh, skip the Best Actor for last just because of the events that happened last night. What are you uh, What best... are you talking
0: about, Jason? What I, do you I mean? mean, I
1: don't know. I mean, well, how... if, if you guys if you guys <laughs> live under a rock, you obviously. <laughs> don't know about what happened but a uh, best actor Will Smith for King Richard uh congrats to it wasn't to for Will Ali Smith. I thought it was for Ali <laughs> uh what, you could you could have thought that right <laughs> we'll fucking <have>
0: yesterday.
1: <laughs> um so yeah for for those of you guys who don't know um before he got announced uh winner as best actor uh Chris Walk was uh announcing I forgot what he was getting ready to announce but he was making obviously right you got the comedians, they, they do little side jokes, you know, make fun of the, the people around them, you know, like little friendly jokes. And uh, I didn't know this, but uh, he made a joke about uh, Will's wife, Jada. Um, she had short hair um, saying, hey, can't wait to see uh, G.I. Jane too." I didn't know this. Apparently, um, Jada has a, a medical condition where she loses her hair, and that's why her hair is short like that.
0: At first, PCR or something like that. I may be butchering the name, but yeah.
1: Well, if you guys know, congenital
0: disorder or disease.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you guys know, feel free to let us know in the comments or, you know, reach out to us. Um, But yeah, you know, at first, like Will laughed. uh, And I guess, but you can see in the camera, uh, Jada in the back, she was not smiling at all. And I guess it cut back to Chris Rock. And I'm, I'm guessing Will Smith looked and Jada did not look happy at all. So that's when Will Smith decided to go up to the stage. Cool suave, you know, fix his suit a little bit and go right up to Chris Rock and <laughs> give him that one, one, two combo. Sorry,
0: guys, if that was a little loud. A little um, bit of that, uh, not that a one, pimp two combo, slap. Just, it was a bit yeah, of a, a pimp little, slap. Little, he even put his hand little on little his chest slap. to make sure it was done correctly. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he walks back and he walks back, sits back down. That's when audio cuts for the,
1: the American, ver- uh, the US version, but I believe the Australia version did not edit that out. And yeah. Will Smith said, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth.
0: Twice. And then, like, intense. And Chris is <laughs> like,
1: Hey, man, it was just a joke. And he's like, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. He yelled it out the second time. Um, so, yeah, the, there's that going on right now with, with everything. Oscars just announced today that they were going to go Do into review investigation, with
0: Investigation. Yeah.
1: Investigation, maybe. I don't know. I saw an article just, uh, earlier that they may decide to pull as Oscar, which I think is crazy.
0: Um, well, my whole thing is like, okay, <laughs> we're protecting people's free speech, right? Like Chris Rock had the right to say whatever he wanted to say. Right. And if the Oscars really cared in that moment, why didn't they just like say, hey, we're going to hold this Oscar all in general before deciding to go backwards. Right now they've already given them the Oscar. What's it, it just doesn't make sense. We already know it was meant for him.
1: Well, in reality, I think the Oscars are like saying they, they just had to put something out there that, oh, we're upset that this happened. But really, that's all that people are talking about. Oh, they're today. so happy. They're,
0: they're so, so happy, that this happy right now. Like, like, oh, yes, we we're going to tune in
1: next year to watch what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think what Will Smith did was was right. But, you know, I, I just obviously I would never let anyone talk about my wife like that. Uh, especially if I were to look, and she would, did not look happy, especially with a medical condition. I don't know. It's 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 really tough. But at the same time, you don't you shouldn't put your hands on anyone. I don't know, man. I'm a little torn about it.
0: But I I am yeah. too. Uh, I was talking to I was talking to my family about it, and they were very much in the camp of that he wasn't necessarily doing it for him, and that they feel that it's more of a you know Jada uh, manipulating the situation thing. And him kind of feeling like he's got an inferiority complex at this point to where he feels like he needs to defend his family in that sense. I was like, that's interesting. There's definitely there's definitely like when a guy does that, usually it's because he's been made to feel like inferior. Right. Like your your pride and your ego have suddenly been put into question because someone is bad mouthing like your woman. Right. So it isn't Uh, even necessarily about her. It could just be about him like feeling like inadequate in that moment right. or it could be about her manipulating the situation. We all know the, that family likes to blame will for everything so it seems. Well, she's also very open about
1: the relationship in her red table talk and I think what I I could be wrong but from what I've heard and from what I've seen, you know part of the reason why you know she had the uh, well what was it called the entanglement right was because <laughs> he wasn't showing me that he loved me enough. So I think this could have like maybe escalated to that, you know, like he was like, Oh, I need to prove to you that. Yeah. No, you're my woman kind of thing. I'm, I'm your man. I'm your husband. I need to protect you. I need to protect my
0: family. So I'm going to so, play off that. Does that not sound a little bit like manipulation to you?
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, it's just, uh, but who knows, right? We're, we're not, we're not there behind closed doors on what the relationship is like. So who would you judge? Yeah. Um, it was just unfortunate. But because you know, I, I wanted to reach out to Eric and be like, "Hey, man, Will Smith. You know, he got his Oscar. By the same time, we got this happen, this thing that happened." Um, so I don't know.
0: We'll see what happens in the next uh, few days. Uh, you know. So yeah, we'll find out. We'll we'll update you guys next week. Okay, guys, we're heading into the final stretch here. This is our deep dive of the week. Uh, once again, as I mentioned, uh, what. Did you want to be when you grow up? Did that work out for you? All those things. So I'm going to start it off with Jason. Jason, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, So when I was a kid, probably like in my early
1: preteens, you know, when I was 10 years old, I wanted to be either a chef or an artist. I I vividly remember that. Um, I'd love to draw, but also my mom's cooking was fire, and I wanted to be kind of like my mom. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to like maybe open up a restaurant to be a chef. I don't know, just top chef. I didn't even know who Gordon Ramsay was when I was like, you know, obviously <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was even that popular back then. Shout out Gordon but Ramsay. Yeah. I uh, love his shows. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I'm not that now, but uh, in my teens. We'll teams, talk about that I, in a
0: minute.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then in my teens, I wanted to be a, when I got to my high school years, I wanted to be an engineer, uh, either mechanical or electronical. Uh, I actually ended up going to college. Uh, I, I did one semester uh, right after high school. I'll I, I tell you guys right now, I, w- I was not ready. I was still young doing doing some things. So that that, that ended up changing. And uh, now as an adult, probably open up a brewery is my dream. Uh, that would be my dream right now. So it changes for me. It, it changed a lot for me. So uh,
0: what, what about you, man? So when I was a kid... I mean, there were, there were a few things that I wanted to be, but mainly, like above all, it was to be a, pale- a paleontologist. <clears throat> Those oh. of you who know me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was obsessed <laughs> with dinosaurs uh, as a kid, like obsessed. Uh, my, my mother-in-law always calls me out. She's so like, so we to know me. every dinosaur name, like all of them. I'd just point them out and you said the name. And I was like, yeah, I used to really, really like dinosaurs a lot. I mean, I still do. I still like the Jurassic Park movies. My kid actually loves dinosaurs right now. So I love that she, she shares that same passion. I also wanted to be an astronaut because I loved space and planets. I was very much like a little science kid <laughs> as a little boy. So those are my main two as a kid.
1: Uh, what about when you got into high school? Um, when you started trying to figure out growing up as an adult, what, what did you want to do?
0: So when I... Came into high school, I uh, I changed those up because I was like, I I mean I didn't realize this at the time that I would still need it, but I was like, oh I'm not good at science at all. I'm not I'm not good at it. I don't think I'll ever be good at it. Uh, I will be starting from behind if I try science because everybody else got into those advanced science classes. I was still in basic science, right? I was like, oh, this is the sign, right? I need to I need to move on. I need to change my dream. Um, So I went into thinking I would want to be a psychologist. I started taking classes in high school and college towards that. Oh, right. And then once I got into college, they're like, so you have to take, I think it was, I don't know if it was biology. I think it was biology because you have to prescribe medicines, right? I think it was biology and some other sciences. And I was like... Oh, that's that science, <laughs> that science though. And what's funny is I love science. I really do. I love the idea of science, uh, but me, uh, you know, not hating on my teachers. I had some very good science teachers. Uh, I never spoke up, you know, about how much trouble I was having and where I wanted to go with my science uh, education. So that's on me, but you know, I just, I couldn't get it, man. I couldn't understand chemistry. Uh, the equations and science didn't make any sense to me. Um, remembering all of the elements was difficult. A lot, lot of these different things that I just could not, I, I, I couldn't get past, in my head, I couldn't get past it right. So uh, I changed again to another thing that I liked, and that is something that I am doing now. But what, again, Yeah, you're, you're quite that. the history buff now. Yeah, I guess I do love my history Um, you know it's funny Uh, I had a friend that once told me like I knew you were going to go into history and I was like but it's like so useless right what what do you need history for in this you know at the time I was just like I can't make that much money if I go into history I could be what a historian work in a museum uh, become teacher those would be the big things and none of those people make a lot of money Um, so I was like nah that's not what I want to do. I do love history. And I clearly, wa- I mean, I've since I was young watched all kinds of period pieces because they were from a different time. So there, the love is there. Uh, at least I did get to uh, follow that dream, but it, it, it kind of leads into our main conversation of the day, which is how our dreams change over time and the reasons for those changes, right? Like I, I've told you mine, right? Like I, I didn't right. believe that I would be able to do science. And then when I got into it again, it was more scientific stuff that just kept pushing me away from it. Um, you know, even in my daily life, there are still things that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. The problem is, should I at least try? Right. Um, I, I did find interesting in a guardian article, they did mention that most kids, this was back in 2017. So take that or no, 2012 take this with a grain of salt but most kids at that time and from what i hear still now a lot of them wanted to become veterinarians professional athletes firefighters and the one that surprised me was secret agents they want to be spies bro that is what kids had wanted to be at least in 2012 and a lot real of that james is still bond. A- real james <laughs> bond yeah yeah but uh you also mentioned some of the changes in your in your dreams right uh, I would say you right. could still become a chef, bro. Like, I don't. There's nothing stopping you there.
1: Well, I, I'm not saying I'm a great cook. I, I do all right in the kitchen, but that's, again, because of my mom's. I just get her recipes and stuff.
0: Hey, and, side uh, note on that. I'm actually going to be in a bit of a food competition, not a real serious one. It's for our school. Uh, but I'm going to be in a, a food competition, international food festival. You know, mm. you know, I rep that Puerto Rico all the time. So I'm going to be doing a Puerto Rico booth. Um, I'm going to be doing some bednil, which is Puerto Rican pulled pork. Uh, I do a special seasoning my way. And then I'm going to make uh, this drink that we have. Usually it's for Christmas, but it's called ponche. Uh, the famous oh, one oh, from Puerto yeah. Rico is coquito. That one's a little more cinnamon based uh really popular but they're both the same kind of thing it's like Puerto Rican eggnog is what you would like to think of it as but it usually has a bunch of rum in it obviously oh, at the school I'm not putting rum in it. Give me some yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll show up, I'll bring my rum you know yeah yeah you, you, you come on down glass. dude
0: I will I will <laughs> make you some punche if you come on down. Now I will say so my mom taught Gabby how to make punche. She makes it better than I do. That's for sure. So I'm like oh. dang Dang, all right, girl. I'm asking Shut for some up, help bro. making that poncha this week. But yeah, so I think you could still do it. I've, I've got a dream of doing a food truck, which I'm not going to give up on yet. And I'm pursuing this dream of a podcast right as we speak. So we still got things that we're, we're working on there. Um, but let me see. Also, it, it's an it's an interesting take in that, you know, we always talk about, oh, what did you want to be when you grow up? And it's always that awkward question of like, do they regret it? Yeah, I, I always wonder that, like, do they regret not doing that thing? Because uh, right. in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, sometimes I'm like, oh, paleontology would have been cool. But at the same time, I don't know if that would have been for me. I think if I really thought about it, I would have wanted to do archaeology because I do love history. Now that I, like, I'm a, a full-grown adult, my tastes have changed. I think I would have liked archaeology a lot more, and I never even considered that as a kid. And it's still very um, similar. Well, not similar, but. Yeah, yeah, you're still digging up, digging up things from the past and trying to figure out what their importance is. Um, But I think I would have liked that a lot more. And I don't regret not being a paleontologist or an astronaut. Um, I generally, even to this day, I'm like, I'm not good at science. So um, becoming an astronaut and learning all those mechanics would have been, I think, difficult for me. So I'm okay with uh, where I've landed. Uh, and I have some things that I kind of want to go into uh, after after I decide that I'm going to move on from teaching, whatever that may be. But it's interesting. A lot of people feel that they have not yet feat, uh, achieved the American dream. According to a CNBC article, only 20% of people feel that they've achieved the American dream. Now, most people think of the American dream as like a good job, get a house, have a family, Right. Uh, That's supposedly the American dream. Have your own business uh, might be a part of that dream. So only 20% of people felt that about five years ago. Um, But I will say that a lot of them said they felt it. They felt they hadn't achieved it because they didn't understand financial literacy. Right. So that's a super important topic at our school. We're teaching the basics of finance right now in fifth grade because we see that importance, especially in communities that. that are underserved, um, but it is a problem. I I recall like going into starting my own finances and all, I didn't know anything. I didn't know a single thing of how to Same. work on my finances, and I just had to Same. like stumble my way there. Right, and then our friend Cole is a big finance guy. He loves learning more and more about finance. He he'll be our armchair expert on on our. Our next Uh, episode where we talk finances still gives me a
1: lot of advice to this day that I sometimes don't listen to, but I should. So (laughs) I, I, I hear you Cole and no, you're definitely right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, He gives you some good advice. Yeah. He's got some good stuff to, to tell. So when we have him on, you guys will hear some of his opinions on, uh, how to get yourself financially stable no matter where you're at. Um, but yeah, a lot of people felt it was because they didn't know how to take care of their finances. And that's an interesting thing, right? Because you and I both have felt that. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's also a Pew Research article from that same year that says 30% of people feel they've achieved the American dream, while 46% feel like they're at least on their way. All right? So people have found a way to get on their feet. They feel like they're pushing towards that goal. They have that optimistic view of... Uh, of achieving their dreams and surprisingly enough in another article i think it was also pew research was that americans are still among some of the happiest people on earth not the happiest that still goes to finland i don't know how they're doing it but they are the happiest people so it's interesting to see that we're still optimistic about getting to our goals no matter where we are in life um according to some that pew research article as well uh The highest percentage of people who feel they've already achieved the American dream would be uh, white people by a large margin, college graduates by a large margin, and uh, people who lean Republican by a large margin. The people who feel like they have not achieved the American dream, the lowest would be African Americans, then Hispanics, and uh, people who have not finished college uh, and Democrats. That's interesting. Yeah, when it comes to actually achieving that goal, uh, a lot of people still, like 46, that's almost half of all respondents feel like they're on their way to achieving it. And of the white people who were in that poll that I guess had not achieved it yet, only 42% said they were on their way, whereas 51% of Hispanics and 62% of uh, African-Americans said they were on their way. So it's a lot of of optimism, like we're, we're not there yet. But we, we're coming. We're coming. Um, very low percentages of people who said that it was completely out of reach. Uh, what do you think, Jay? Do you think the American dream is out of reach? Do you think our childhood dreams are something that we just could never go back to? Um,
1: I don't know. Uh, like I said uh, earlier, my dreams have changed. But the American dream for me would actually be different from, like, my actual dreams, I would say. I would say yeah. I am living my American dream. i um, my main sources of like happiness are my family and friends. And I'm blessed for everything that happened in my life that happened, even all the negative stuff. So Uh, all the negative stuff that happened. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
0: No, I'm going to ask you this. So what is your definition of the American dream? Um, having a family that supports you no matter what, um,
1: having good friends around you. Um, yeah just 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 i don't know I guess just love around in in general uh money was never was never and is still not important to me, just being truly happy has been the most important thing for me and as as of late the past couple of years i've uh probably been the happiest I've ever been in my entire life, and I owe that to my family, and my friends, and obviously the person I'm dating right now um which is me. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Watch <laughs> out, Jamie. No, <laughs> you know. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to be a corny, guys. My bad. But uh, yeah, no. Like honestly, that's as long as my my family's good and um, I have a, a, a. I love my job too. Yeah, obviously, I love my job. Like it's not my dream job, but um, I like my bosses. I, I worked for a company where I was fearful for losing my job on a weekly basis, and now. I feel appreciated at my job, and yeah, I may, I may not make as much money as I did in my previous job, but I, I love it, and I don't see myself leaving. And it's again, it's not what I wanted to do, but I I, I like doing it. I'm good at it, and um, yeah, I guess I guess that's just like my American dream. Like I'm I'm a simple dude.
0: I'm not not a lot of things. Uh, simple things make me happy. I guess. I think that speaks a lot to what people sometimes need to realize. Like if you're not achieving the dream that you want, sometimes it is good to do a pivot, right? You can't just keep hammering away at the same thing, same thing all the time. Like you got to do something that's also going to make you happy. While let's say so you're like, no, I'm never going to give up on this dream. Well, that's fine, but find a way to make your life comfortable while you're still pursuing that dream. Right. Yeah, and it sounds exactly. like, It sounds like you found that place and more. And it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, at least 20 to 30 years ago, family wasn't the main thing. And I don't know if this is a Hispanic thing, but I know in Hispanic communities, family is really, really important. It's the biggest thing. And so in that Pew Research article, you know, family was the second most important thing to being essential to achieving uh, the American dream. It was having a good family life. 70% of people agreed that that was essential. Now, the most essential thing, 77% of people agreed on, was your choice of how to live, like what you want to do with your life. Of course, you know, being able to make your own life choices uh, is really important, where you're going to live. So I, I, I can see that. A couple of other things people found important were retiring comfortably. That is something I constantly worry about. I'm like, am I going to be able That's to uh, live? <laughs> Uh, Make valuable contributions to the community. A lot of people want to give back. Uh, Luckily, I'm insulated from that because I have a job in which I literally am giving back to the community, so I don't have to worry about that too much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have a successful career. A lot of people still, you know, they want to be successful in what they do. Only 11% said wealth, dude. Only 11% said wealth. And 50% of people said, Wealth was not essential at all, or and forty percent of other respondents said it wasn't even important. So that's That's interesting. Like you think wealth is the number one. I mean, we saw friends that like their main goal is to get rich. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's
1: totally fine. I support that. I support all everyone that wants to achieve their goals. That's great to me. That's just not the case.
0: Yeah, same. I that's not my main. Don't get me wrong. I want to be comfortable. Oh, we we all do. Yeah, being comfortable is a different story. I want to be comfortable. I don't ever want to have this constant worry about, like, am I going to make it? But do I need to be rich? No, I I don't. I don't think that's going to make me any happier. Uh, I think, what was it? Way back in the day, I read an article. Lots of article reading, guys. Uh, (laughs) I read an article about um, how actually, at a certain point, wealth brings down your happiness because you have so much to worry about in terms of what to do with your wealth and people trying to take your wealth. So I was like, that's interesting. So wealth can work against you when you become too rich. That's crazy. Yeah. um, So now obviously we've talked a little bit about how people feel about the American dream, all that stuff. Um, But I, I do want us to remember it's, important not to give up on the things you guys want to do and to those of you who have kids raise your kids to to follow their goals and be consistent just keep pushing at whatever it is they're trying to get to uh we have we got a national geographic article uh that talks about some of the ways for you to just make sure that your kids stay on their goals and obviously work on the goals with them set goals that everyone in your family can agree on so they can see what you do to work towards that goal um, making sure those goals are relevant attainable and you want to consistently prepare for the worst so things go wrong you have a plan and your kids can see like oh i need to make a plan for a lot of things Uh, obviously celebrating their achievements is big because if there's no celebration then it just kind of doesn't feel like it was worth it and using incentives to keep them going is always important that is that's just added in by me and Jason because we know, like I personally know that as a school teacher, incentives are just a <laughs> constant. If yeah. you want a kid to do anything, you're like, here, you want a piece of candy? You want a, you want a raffle ticket? You want to do this? You want to do that? All right, keep working, and you'll get one. And that's just kind of what keeps them going, right? And this is a mantra that comes, not just from my work, but all a lot of different workplaces. It is setting smart goals, right? So specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound goals. So make it something specific in a way you can measure it, it, something that you can actually attain is important and has value in your life. And of course, set a time limit for you to meet that goal so that you don't procrastinate on it. Um, Some really good success stories that we've seen in our time, like there's so many, especially here, just here in the United States. I mean, Jason, if we if we just think about Michael Jordan as one of the most obvious ones, uh, there's a Wanderluster article that talks about how he felt about his, his failures before his success, right? He says, I missed 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost 300 games, 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed all over – I've failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. So the idea here is you don't give up, right? He got – famously. Damn, got, you hit me with that? I love that. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know he said that. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some I mean, facts right there. I like it. <laughs> famously, he got kicked off his, well, not kicked off. He wasn't accepted onto his varsity high school he got basketball team. He uh, got Was it his yeah. junior
1: or sophomore year? I can't remember.
0: It was his sophomore year, and they put him on the JV team. He cried after he saw it, uh, but he didn't give up, right? He just pushed and pushed and pushed until there was no way they were going to take him off that team. And History obviously tells the rest of the story there. He became the greatest basketball player of all time. Arguably, right? Some people say no other players. My opinion would be he was probably the greatest. Um, but there are guys like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, I mean, obviously Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, just amazing players that just did things for the game that, that changed it as well. Um, another success story would be Milton Hershey grew up in the 1800s he grew up in Hershey Pennsylvania in uh, I'm sorry he's the founder of Hershey company and now has a town in Hershey Pennsylvania but he lived on his family farm for several years he dropped out of school before he was even 14 and he had been through several jobs Had moved to Philadelphia New Orleans um, uh, Chicago and he ended up in New York working at a Candy and restaurant chain for a while, stopped that job, started trying to make his own candy. It didn't work out. Homie goes back home to his family's farm and starts messing around with the milk uh, chocolate because they have a farm, right? So they got plenty of cows. He starts messing around with the milk chocolate recipe and uh, he ends up making the perfect milk chocolate recipe that we still use to this day. Other companies borrow that recipe or, or get their chocolate made with Hershey chocolate. Uh, to cover whatever candy bars they're trying to make to this day. Damn, bro, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know he he also his can, his candy company became so big that he made his own town, where the workers would work for the Hershey factory. He built their homes. He made a town square. He built some parks. He built all kinds of accommodations for them to to live in, uh, so that it could be this kind of like um, amazing workers. Uh, place to live. Uh, they yeah, like they did end up good morale in, and stuff. Yeah, good morale. They did end up striking against him, though. I think he he found that to be a really big betrayal. But that goes off topic. Um, if you guys want to know about more about the Hershey strike, we could talk about it in another episode. Let us know. But yeah, he he became one of the most successful people on the planet. He literally built a town because of all the money he had and the vision he had. So don't don't give up on those those dreams you guys got, man. There's so many examples where you just see someone who was at the bottom for so long and just never let it go. Ed Sheeran's another good example. Do you know Ed Sheeran used to sleep in the subway? Uh, Homeless for a little while. Yeah, his his song "Homeless" is about when he was homeless, Uh, and his song "The A Team" is dedicated to a prostitute who was addicted to drugs that he met at a homeless shelter.
1: Bro, now that you're mentioning that um, Anderson Pack, one of my favorite artists right now in the game, he was also homeless, too. Um, and, and to where he is now, right now, he has a, a residency in Las Vegas with uh, Mr. Bruno Mars. So if you guys are in Las Vegas, go check out their show. But yeah, dude, yeah, carry on, carry on. Sorry.
0: Wait, no, 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 know, that was I good. I it. didn't know that. Yeah. I, I straight out I was, all I was thinking right now is I need to go to Vegas now. Uh, shout out to my mother-in-law she always says we need to go to vegas uh so i mean that's definitely who i did not know they had a residency i love both of those guys anderson pack and bruno mars yeah their their album silk sonic uh or yeah, oh, so
1: yeah. good yeah so
0: good, so good.
1: Um, smoking out the window you know last success know
0: story i'm gonna talk about <laughs> we can put that at the end of the pod. actually that's a very good one. Oh yeah 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 uh, but the last success story that I was going to mention was Steve Jobs. Bro, did you know Steve Jobs was given up uh, for adoption? His parents were two immigrants. He ended up get being given up for adoption. Dude, I did not know that until you told me earlier today. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that that's like a rags to riches type of story, but it just shows like no matter what walk of life you come from, you can do amazing things. I mean, obviously, Steve Jobs is probably one of the most influential figures of our time. Uh, in terms of what he was able to do with bringing Apple to what it is today. And it just shows, like, these people don't quit. They don't quit. I and mean, If you hear the story of Apple, uh, it took quite some time for them to get to where they needed to be. Uh, but they believed in themselves, and they put they put their money where their mouth was. And I mean, here we are today. Everybody's got an iPhone. I'm recording on one right now.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, And then if you guys want to know more about his story, he has two movies out uh one obviously called jobs in 2013 starting ashley kutcher and then the other one called steve jobs in 2015 uh with michael uh fassbender so just a little kind of biopics if you guys want to look into that uh check it out i actually personally haven't seen those movies so if you guys have seen those movies
0: let me know are they good should i watch it i don't know should i watch them
1: and if you have seen both which one do you prefer
0: yeah that's true Um, I mean some other really good success story films obviously if we didn't mention it we would be we would not be the right people to do this pod but Pursuit of Happiness uh, with Will Smith is based on an actual person who had an amazing success story also lived homeless for a long period of time trying to get a good job Um, the name escapes me right now so I'm sure one of our listeners will let me know what it is but, um, ah, Chris Gardner, Chris Gardner was the, the guy. Uh, oh, there the we go. Pursuit of Happiness is based on. So, you know, if you ever want to see a tearjerker of a film, Pursuit of Happiness is one of them. Also, oh, uh, you wait, wait, you said Will Smith, right? He was the actor? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Will Smith, Shout out, right. right?
0: Shout out on, to our, our friend Eric, who <laughs> famously again does not believe in Will Smith. Um, oh, and we'll, we'll find out tonight
1: if uh, Mr. Will Smith uh, comes walks out with a Oscar nom for Best Actor. Smith, uh, I mean, so we'll he keep... got the
0: nomination. I don't think he's going to get the win, man. There's no way. Did you see that? We'll, we'll, see. See, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. We're, we're going to give you guys uh, an update on the Oscars uh, closer to the end of uh, one of our segments, so this might sound like we don't make any sense. But... Uh, Another good example would be the Aviator. If you want to watch a film uh, about a successful story about Howard Hughes, Leonardo DiCaprio stars in that one. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, another DiCaprio film, a big favorite among uh, my friend group. Jason, tell us a little about a little bit about uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah. So this uh, this guy starts off uh, Jordan Belfort.
1: Jordan Belfort. Belfort. Yeah. Uh yeah no he uh wants to be a stock stockbroker gets chewed up alive, and I don't know he gets a job right in, investing in penny stocks, and makes a killing. Uh, pretty much changed the game in uh, Wall Street. But yeah he, pretty much rags to riches, and he did not for one, he he just did what he wanted to do as as if he if you became rich from rags to riches. I don't know. Some of our friends probably do the same thing he did, as far as all the stuff that he uh, supposedly did, right? Yeah. Uh, but he, he lived his life. Um, obviously, he made some wrong moves uh, illegally and served time in jail. But he he's out now, and he's actually on a podcast now, and he's still living the dream right now, I guess. So, a great movie.
0: I I can't.
1: He should have deserved
0: an Oscar for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, he got it for The Revenant, and I was happy he got it for that movie because I was. Uh, yeah, but see, like historically all the accurate film. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, another good example would be The Social Network, how uh, Facebook got started. Still very relevant to us today. Uh, Forrest Gump, man. If I if I could ever think of a success story, it's Forrest Gump.
1: Uh, and he's he
0: successful. <laughs> yeah, right. You wouldn't mm. have even known. Uh, and Moneyball as well. Now, Jason, speaking of all these success stories, I know you you found an article that tells us a little bit about some of those steps to achieve goals. I'm sure you guys have seen those articles before. Uh, Seven steps to do this, six steps to do that, 12 steps to do this. So, um, Jason, do you know what some of those steps are in how to achieve your goals? Yeah, so I found an article from Inc.
1: back in 2018, which I personally liked. Uh, Just kind of seven helpful steps to achieve your goals. I think it's mostly for your work goals, but I found it pretty interesting. Uh, Obviously, the first step would be uh, begin with an end mind, right? So write down your goal. Uh, The second step would be uh, build a support system around them, right? So just find a support system, right? Kind of basic. Uh, Set specific and challenging goals for yourself. So for example, like if you're trying to lose maybe 80 pounds by the end of the year, set monthly goals to lose those small amounts. So don't try to pretty much what it's saying, don't try to just do it all at once. Set small goals to achieve that bigger goal that you're looking for. That's what uh, also, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Same. Uh w- this one's for me actually. Uh, oh, shit, number, me too. <laughs> number 4 is recognize when you're procrastinating.
0: What? Uh that's a big <laughs> one
1: for me. <laughs> um so yeah, so yeah, just uh, obviously that's self-explanatory. Obviously, you just recognize when you're procrastinating, realize what you're doing and like, I probably shouldn't be doing this right now. I need to get my ass up. All right. Um, uh, number five was practice the 52 and 17 rule. I didn't know about this until I read it. Uh, so kind of one study found that it's most productive for employees preferred a work routine when they're spent on average 50 many, 52 minutes engrossing their work. So just hammering it, right? And then took a 17 minute break and then returned back to work retaining and and pretty much it just retains your highest level of productivity. So, which is why I kind of like working from home. Um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be grinding out at home, take a quick break, 15 minute break and then come back and I'm, I'm I'm rejuvenated. So I I love this rule. I didn't even know I was doing it, but that's one of the ones that I'm obviously doing currently. Uh, Number six was, I found really interesting and that I also do is uh, listen to music for focus. Um, same uh, they I, ment- it's hard for me without music yeah they, they mentioned uh just upbeat music for you even if you have it in the background low volume they 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 notice that people that listen to music tend to work more comfortably uh, comfortably sorry guys with the mexican in me um <laughs> uh, but yeah you just work more comfortable and uh, a little bit more focused on that and then seven which i found really interesting was don't multitask um, so, in fact, a research says multitasking is a myth and can be damaging to our brains. Uh, you end up splitting your focus over many tasks, losing focus, lowering the quality of your work and taking longer to hit you and, and making it longer to hit your goals. So I found that
0: really interesting. Yeah, that's shocking to me. It's always like people are very proud of the fact that they can multitask. So it's yeah. interesting to hear like, oh, actually, you probably shouldn't do that at all. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm not—I'm not good at multitasking at all, and I feel like
1: the same way. If I try to multitask, that happens to me. I, I don't—I try to do everything at once, and I don't end up reaching my end goal at the end. So mm-hmm. I, I found that really interesting and very helpful. So uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are doing it, and if you're not doing some of that, hey, maybe try it out in your guys' daily routine and uh, see if it works for you
0: guys. Yeah, and just to build on that, from the same uh, website, the Ink uh, Ink Magazine has an article that talks about how why people give up their goals. A lot of it has to do with like your self discipline. How bad do you want it? Self doubt, which I mentioned about science. Right, I have all this self doubt about my ability to uh, understand science. And honestly, if I can find something to doubt myself about, I'm gonna do it. I always, I always say like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that might be too hard that I don't know if that's something that's going to, you know, what if I fail, uh, which worrying about others and thinking and what they're doing also often leads to failure. So like worrying about what other people are doing and worrying about, um, what others think about your goals, uh, is going to help is going to force you to lead to failure as well. Um, that's I, I i don't think i worry about what others are doing too much I, I recognize it sometimes i'm like oh man that's that's awesome that they're doing this and that right uh, it's always that fear of like oh man did i fall behind the crowd
1: right, right? but i
0: i'm okay Act with more for where yourself, i'm at yeah saying. yeah i'm yeah. okay with where i'm at so that's one that i don't necessarily relate to but i do worry about what others think about my goals right i right. i do have that problem like like you know, I have that need for them to accept my goals and you shouldn't, right? It's not about them. It's about you focus on the things that you need to do without having to worry about, Oh, does this person care about what I care about? Do they think what I'm doing is worthwhile? Um, not allowing your goal to evolve, uh, with feedback. So again, just hitting the wall in the same exact way and never changing how you do it. Isn't the best way to do it, right? Take the feedback from wherever it comes from or from yourself, right? if you're seeing consistently that something is not working, give yourself feedback. Like let's try something new because that's how a lot of goals end up being given up on because you don't, you don't want to change what you're doing at all. And everyone in all walks of life, I mean, we've talked about it. You have to meet halfway. You just have to, you have to find a way to be okay with the changes that are being made. Right. There's always some kind of compromise that you're looking for that's gonna make you successful. And I've had to compromise in all kinds of things in my life, I mean, in order to be, my my main thing for success was to be a good father, right? Like, of all the things that I wanted in my life, like what if I was gonna be a dad, if I was gonna have a kid, which I do, I was gonna be a good one. So what were the things I did? Well, boom, I found out that I was having a kid. First off, I had to find a good job. I had to find a good job that was in the city that my kid was going to be in because we were in separate cities at the time. And so those were the first two things that I worked on. I was like, okay, let's let's work on getting to that city with a job. First off, it was getting to the city so that I could be close to her. Then find a good job. Then make sure that you can support your family, right? Like you, you go on into those goals. And uh, for me, that was a big thing, right? Like I had to understand like i didn't want to move to the city that i wanted to move at at the time but i knew well what's my end game here what matters more and obviously it's the goal that you want it was my mind was to be a good dad and so that was the change that i made um last one would be learning from mistakes instead of feeling like you failed so instead of just like wallowing in self-pity and feeling like you felt failed something like, yeah, go ahead and feel those feelings for a little bit, but don't let it be a lesson that was not learned. Right? Everything always it's is a lesson. Easier said than done, for sure. I mean, I've I yeah. been. So. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, did you learn something from those failures after all? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always something where you're like, okay, yeah, I did. I learn definitely did. Something from it. <laughs> I did too, man. I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, have you ever had a feel? Had a moment where you're like, you know what, I have to compromise this. It's the e- the easiest ones for me have been relationships. Like you always have to compromise in a relationship. But what about you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm learning that every day. Honestly, in my relationship, um, we're
1: we're both very different, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we just gotta. We're still learning from each other, and she's very outspoken in what she needs, so it's it's very helpful, but. Same time, I'm a little bit different too. So, uh, yeah, just learning from that aspect. Um, what else? Yeah, just my failures. Uh, I've I've been let go from a job before, and that was probably, um, I don't know how to explain it. it was I was very down for maybe the first hour or so, mm-hmm. but again, having that support system for my family, my friends. Literally everyone that I told, I, I wanted to tell everyone right away, I'm like, hey, this is what happened, guys. Everyone was just so supportive. And it made me feel okay. I was like, oh, this is not the end of the world. And I ended up finding the job that I, I, I am in now, and I love it. So, yeah, and, and I learned from those mis- mistakes. I, I saw it coming, too. I'm not going to say I didn't see it coming. Um, but I learned from it. I'm better for it and it's it's not the worst thing in the world honestly as long as you have the right people with you obviously you pick your friends you choose your friends you're born with your family you choose your friends and everything like that my whole support system was just amazing during that time and in my life and i'm so thankful for it
0: and that's one of the main things you need right you need that good support system you got to find it somewhere Uh, for me the compromise thing is big um first off like I got I to gotta give a shout out to Gabby here because she is just – she's telling me how to be a better man in a lot of ways in my life, like ways that I never even realized like I wasn't living up to my own potential, let alone like the goals that I wanted in life. And she was just like, well, what – She, she would just talk me through things like, what do you want from this? What's your goal? What do you want to do? And she would just make it very clear, well – then why don't you set up steps like why don't you think about what your steps are to creating that goal and she would always push me of course my family has too like i got to give a shout out to my cousin saida like she's always reminded me like hey what are your goals what do you need to do but uh, in terms of gabby even in our relationship she's been extremely patient and like the mistakes i've made and sometimes when i'm not like really thinking about us as opposed to me and she's shown me like hey remember, remember how this is going to affect everything. And she usually, yeah. Um, yeah, she brings me to the right place. And she, you know, she's opened my eyes to some things that, I mean, I've grown up around a lot of women like I was raised by women. Most of the cousins that I have are that I hang out with are women. Um, uh, all, all of my friends mostly are guys, but I used to have a lot of friends that were girls too. Um, I've just, but with Gabby, I've noticed that, like, there are some problematic <laughs> uh, thought processes that I've had before that she's like, yeah, see, this is kind of what women have a problem with. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're saying. I, I do feel like I'm more of a progressive person in that sense, as opposed to some of the people we know. But I, I definitely have, like, tried to make sure that I respect like who she is as a woman and what women find important, um, in our relationship for sure. So
1: so not even just goals
0: in life, but like goals in the person you guys want to be. Um, but yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we hope you appreciated, uh, our deep dive of the week about, you know, childhood dreams. Have you achieved them? Um, Please answer the question of the week that we've got in the pod. Check it out. Uh, What did you want to be when you grew up? And do you feel like you've achieved your dreams?
1: Yeah, it was was a little deep. (laughs) So we hope you guys enjoyed it and maybe took something out of it. But we are really curious uh, to see what your guys' dreams were. So if you guys don't answer it in the pod, uh, feel free to respond uh, or DM us in our Instagram account, which is revenge underscore. The pod of the pod, sorry guys, so revenge underscore of the pod. Uh, Feel free to comment on our post when we release it, or feel free to DM me. Uh, We're really curious to see what you guys' dreams was as a kid. Did you achieve your dreams? Just like Luigi said, um, but yeah, that's why we did this episode, because we're honestly really curious uh, about your guys' thoughts as well. Um, We're going to finish this out with our jams of the week, Uh, so we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, maybe, you know, put you on to some music you guys haven't heard. Obviously we're going to put some of our songs that we got from our
0: vinyls and, uh, hopefully we'll see you next week, guys. We love you. Adios. Don't don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, it's going to help more people listen to the pod. The more people that follow and like our pod, the more uh, listeners it's going to um recommend our pod too so we will deeply thank you for doing so uh, adios we'll see you guys next week and we hope you enjoy the tunes